Hello and welcome to Outspoken, your dose of the hottest influencer and pop culture news twice a week. I'm Sophie Torber and I'm joined by my sisters and journalists Kate and Amy. On today's show, Michaela Tester's new man. Two of the Gold Coast OG fitness influencers give birth. Behind the scenes at the Logies with Abby Chatfield, El Darby's grand return to YouTube, and Kendall Jenner's wellness room. But first, Amy, Molly Mae Haig has been kicked out of a beach club in Dubai. What went down? Yeah, well, Kate, Molly and Tommy were leaving the beach club to head to the aqua park of all places when Molly was approached by security. So she said that Tommy was paying the bill when security guards approached her because they noticed that she had a vlogging camera in her hand and they told her that she wasn't allowed to be filming at the beach club and she needed to leave the club immediately. Did they even know who she was? Surely you would not be wanting to kick Molly May and Tommy Fury out of your club. You want them there. You want them posting. You want them sharing everything. This sounds a lot like, what's that hotel in Brisbane that we always talk about? Carla. Carla. Yeah, this sounds like there. Well, they said to her, how did you even get this camera into the beach club? Because apparently they did bag checks, but Molly said none of her and Tommy's bags were searched. Sorry, I was going to say, she. I just put it up my ass. Sorry. Oh, well, according to Molly, the guards shouted in her face and told her she needed to leave. And this reminded me, so of the time that we were working with the TikToker, because she would constantly get told to leave different stores that she was filming at. Yeah, well, it's actually against the law to film inside things like shops because I remember when I was at uni I required a backdrop of energy drinks don't ask me what the story was anyway and um, I had to go through this whole rigorous process of getting permission from the store because they think that people are filming the store to work out how to rob from the store yeah but the thing is as well it's because it's private property so if you watch the news and you see them interviewing people on the street it's always in the mall so like Rundle Mall out on the street it's Mm. never in a shop because that's private property I actually got in trouble so my friend Adam Um, my work husband, he told me he was taking me on a special excursion and didn't tell me where we were going. And we ended up going to a sex store and we were looking around and he pointed out this real doll and I was filming on Snapchat him with the doll. And then suddenly, like there wasn't even a work person in the room. And suddenly the lady rushes in and is like, I'm sorry, I saw you on camera filming. You've got to delete that straight from your phone. Oh. And I was like, okay. I got told off recently for, well, not told off, but I was reminded that I couldn't film when I went to pick Dale up after he got his wisdom teeth oh, taken you out. you film everything though. <laughs> I was glad someone told you off. I kept filming, to be honest, and I got absolute gold of Dale. We are still human beings just with a bag and a different way of get in the bag like sorry we don't want to work at Coles or sorry we don't want to clean houses or sorry we don't want to get a degree or sorry we don't want to fucking go to school like no one fucking cares we're not any less of a human because we do OnlyFans. TikTok and Michaela Tester has sparked rumors she swiftly moved on from Addis Paul with Melbourne entrepreneur Adrian Portelli. Sophie do you think this is a case of Michaela trying to make Addis jealous? Oh, come on. That's exactly what she's doing here. And let's be real. I think that we can safely say we've all played these sort of games during a breakup. (laughs) And Michaela started attracting a lot of attention during her trip to Dubai when she shared on her Instagram story that she was off-roading on the sand dunes with Adrian. Now, the pair both also had friends accompanying them. So it was a group of four. Adrian also uploaded an Instagram story to his 29,000 followers with Michaela clearly in the shot. He then followed it up with one of those, what are they called? Like the post dump? Is that what they call Oh, them? photo dump. Photo dump. Yeah. That sounds really gross. Post dump. <laughs> and he did a photo with the caption, much needed break. And in the last photo, it featured the party of four riding camels. 
and Michaela and Adrian were riding one of the camels together. So it looked quite intimate. He actually seems like a really perfect person to create this online jealousy because he's got a bit of a following, you know, 29,000 mm. followers. He's obviously eager to grow his following as well. You know, because if you're just trying to make someone jealous with some guy that's got like Random. 200 followers, yeah. he's not really going to be into posing on camels and whatnot. Well, he does seem to be in the influencer scene because he is friends with Mitch Orville and also Mitch Third. And Mitch Third oh. actually commented under the post saying king shit now those will remember (laughs) that mitch third refers to himself as the king of dubai so he's taking his hat off because he thinks that this is sort of king behavior i assume getting around with adis paul's girlfriend once they broke well ex-girlfriend once they've broken up now adrian is actually 32 years old and i do have to say an apology because i said last week that michaela is 19 when she is in fact 22 i thought it sounded wrong at the time i've got bloody Gemma owens from love island in my head no sorry Gemma owen Gemma owen i've almost slipped up again i'm sorry how the hell did you think michaela tester was 19 oh i don't know probably because she seems incredibly young compared to me how wait how old is she She's 22, so Adrian is 10 oh, years older than sorry, her. 22, that's so young as well. I know. Sorry, it doesn't seem right either. Now, going back to Adrian, so as I said, he's a 32-year-old entrepreneur from Melbourne and he does have 29,000 followers. I'm sure mm. he's set to get more. He's also the founder of LMCT+, Plus, which is a company that holds mass car giveaways. So kind of like the home lottery where people go in to buy a really expensive car but then they also give a percentage of it to charity. So they kind of look like they're doing a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this guy on Instagram. And I feel like I've seen Mitch, both Mitches, mm. Mitch Orville and Mitch Third, promoting his stuff. Well, he is actually predicted to be worth $6 million. But it's on one of those online websites. So yeah. I don't know how true that is. Well, Michaela has continued her travels now to Turkey and she also shared what appears to be a further dig at Addis. So avid viewers of Michaela's TikTok vlogs know that she's always trying to get Addis to hold her (laughs) shopping bags for her. So in an Instagram story over the weekend, Michaela shared that she and her friend Grace were spending time with two handsome Turkish boys. So Michaela snapped a photo of the boys who were holding the girls shopping and wrote, Turkish boys carry bags without complaint. As one of those avid viewers i couldn't believe it i was like wow this is a bloody burn take that you sent it to me and i didn't even get it i was like (laughs) what i don't understand the dig well it's actually quite juicy too because adrian put up an instagram story today and it's looking like he is about to spend more time with michaela because he posted that he has just arrived in turkey so i will be watching tiktok and instagram very intently over the next couple of days now meanwhile Addis has been posting snaps from his holiday in Switzerland. As you do, I love the fact that these people are just traveling everywhere at the moment. And he recently posted a photo of himself looking off into the distance. Now, one follower wrote underneath this post, you can tell he's sad. I hope you guys get back (laughs) together. Now, he replied the ultimate burn. He said... I'm the happiest I've ever been. Oh my God, that's what people always say. <laughs> Can I just bring up while we're talking about influencers in Europe? I've noticed this trend because I've got so many people on my Instagram feed who are in Europe at the moment. And it seems to be this thing where people will set up their phone in a really nice location and then they'll literally just like walk out a shot. Oh, it is I can't so stand cringe. it. It's such a wanky thing to do. It is. I just thought, could you actually imagine doing that? Being like, excuse me, um, you know, Dale, can you please hold my phone? I'm just going to strut past and walk out of the shop. It kind of makes me think about what their future kids are going to think mm. of these photos because you do sit around and have a look at your family's photos on holiday. Like, this is just another level. Mm. Now, back to Michaela. 
This is hot off the press here. I've had to update my notes a little bit because Michaela has just done a Q&A. And on the Q&A, she was asked what happened between her and Addis. So this is breaking news coming in This is in breaking right news <laughs> coming in directly. She responded saying, we will always be in love with each other. We never stopped. Nothing bad happened. It's just life getting in the way and certain things we want slash need in life. That's enough Addis questions, please. Now, it seems like she couldn't help herself because she did answer another question about Addis shortly after. It said, have you gotten with any other guys since Addis? And she wrote... No, and I never will. Okay, last question. Yeah, I don't quite understand why she keeps saying she's never going to get with any other guys. Don't some people think it's a publicity stunt as well? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them being a publicity stunt. But, I mean, you sent me, you forwarded on that video of her having a a dig at us about the bags. How many other people would have forwarded Mm. on? How much engagement does that then send her page? Like, it just skyrockets it. That being said, I think that their fans would turn on them if they found out that this was a publicity stunt. Yeah, but they're not going to tell them it's a publicity stunt. They might just end up back together. Yeah, but people are smart enough to put two and two together hi guys um i feel like i haven't done a sit down talking video like this in so long but i'm getting so many questions about my pregnancy Two of Australia's biggest OG influencers gave birth over the weekend. Gold Coast Fitness influencers Tammy Hembro and Ashy Bynes both announced an exciting arrival of their babies. Now, Kate, what do we know so far? So on Sunday morning, Tammy Hembro shared a collection of photos from her labour and her fiancé Matt Paul was in the labour suite with her alongside her sisters. Tammy captioned the photo, the absolute hardest yet most rewarding thing I've ever done, an unmedicated VBA2C. No words birth story to come for now resting in my love bubble with my perfect little girl wow sorry but what on earth is a vba2c (laughs) well i had to google it as well because i had no idea and it means a vaginal birth after two cesareans so tammy did speak about how she was really keen to have the natural birth experience so it's good to see that she actually got that opportunity now on sunday afternoon tammy updated her followers with a picture of a big plate of oysters which she captioned first oysters in 10 months i found it funny that this was a priority of hers just after she gave birth well if you've missed out on something you enjoy for nine months i think that's the first thing you're going to do to be fair yeah no exactly right i know a lot of people that have a wine straight after giving birth tammy also shared a photo of her newborn's feet with four love hearts and wrote absolutely exhausted but so in love later on in the day she also shared a video of her during her labor and she looked like she was in a lot of pain but she was surrounded by her sisters amy and emily and she wrote you guys will get the full sound version in my birth video real and raw screams and all my sisters were laughing because i asked if i really had to push her out laugh out loud (laughs) Tammy then went on to wish her sister Amy a happy birthday and said she couldn't have done it without her. So it seems like if Tammy had held on a little bit longer, her new daughter could have shared her birthday with her sister. Do you guys think when you have kids, you'll have... Like, for example, Kate, will you have Soph and I in the room with you? I was actually thinking about this when I saw all of Tammy's videos and photos. Mm. And I think I would really like you guys to be there as well as mum and Reese. Like, I think the more the merrier because you can all take it in turns and have rests. I don't think I'd want you guys down the goal end, though, because I don't know. We're not like other sisters. I'm really private about that sort of stuff. I mean, we don't regularly change in front of each other. But I mean, I do hear when you're at the stage to give birth, you actually just don't give a fuck anymore. What about you, Amy? 
Oh, I don't know. Cause I feel like I definitely would want mum there. Cause you know, like last week I was sick and I was like, I just feel like I want my mum here. So I feel like that's definitely a mum thing. I feel like with me, I feel like Brandon will need a hospital bed. He's not great in those <laughs> oh, sort of situations. He'll, he'll probably be on a drip. I can imagine dad just being at home, like with the cats, just waiting for the phone call to come around once it's all done. Dad's watching Coronation <laughs> Street. Uh, <laughs> so, so what about Ashy Bynes? Well, on the same day that Tammy revealed that she'd given birth, Ashy shared a reel of her and her husband walking along the beach with text that read, be right back. In the caption, she wrote, it's a beautiful day to have a baby. Here we go. To add to the anticipation on Monday, Ashy then shared an Instagram story of her partner encouraging her during labor with the captions, we did it. We'll update you all soon. Just recovering and spending time together. She then tagged her husband and wrote, couldn't have done it without you my absolute rock she then shared a photo of her older son with the baby and wrote Taj is very proud at what point do you guys think influencers and I suppose the general public come up with these captions for their baby posts because I've had friends recently who've given birth and is it like after the baby or do you think you'd prepare the post before it's kind of like an engagement post is it one of those <laughs> things you think about for years on end you know you see others Just and you kind of cringe he asked and I well, said yes <laughs> well there was obviously preparation that went into Ashy sharing a you know we've gone into labor coming right back I did see earlier in the week she pranked her husband so her son and her were were upstairs and she quickly like splashed her water bottle onto her dress and her son called down to his dad like dad she's oh. gone into labor and it was so funny because her husband fully believed her it seemed a little bit cruel that you know like the boy that cried wolf yeah what do you guys think about influencers updating their followers that they're in labor currently do you think it's a bit of tension seeking? i know for some reason this doesn't sit well with me no i just think it's because everyone's waiting for it and is excited and it's pretty obvious when you're someone that updates your life on Insta story that when you take a big break, you're clearly in labor. But do you think that there's some creeps or people who are so obsessed with these influencers that they may rock up to the hospital or wait outside? I don't know. No. There's something just a bit, a bit off about or it. Or they just go rob the their house. The hospital would have security. Yeah. I'm also get worried thinking, what if something went wrong during the delivery? Yeah, because you never see your friends who are pregnant being like, on our way. It's all yeah. very secretive and private. And then, you know, days later, you only hear that the baby's being born. I've got no photos of myself. I've had a cry about it. But everyone else got like professional photography. After a three-year hiatus, the Logies were back on Sunday night and my Instagram feed was flooded with the latest looks on the red carpet. And so if there seemed to be this genuine excitement in the air this year. Yeah, there really did. I don't know if it was because we had such a huge break between the mm. Logies, but... I don't know about you guys. As a kid, I always wondered what it would be like to attend. And Abby Chatfield really gave her followers a true indication of what it was like to be a guest. And it was actually her first time at the Logies, which is why I think she seemed so genuinely happy and excited to be there. And when you do take a step back and look at how her career has exploded over the past two years, it's quite unbelievable to think that she was a Bachelor villain and to see her now as a judge on The Masked Singer and her hobnobbing with Mel B on the red carpet is quite amazing to see how someone's career can change so quickly. I just kept thinking how exciting would it be to meet somebody like Mel B because I feel like that's when you probably feel like you've made it in life hanging with the Spice Girls well joining her as an equal on a judging panel I was actually wondering would Abby have listened to the Spice Girls growing up or has she just missed that demo no, she she actually did like the Spice Girls. There, she shared some messages she had between her and her mum, saying how exciting it was. And I think her mum was making a lot of like stop right now puns. 
How stunning did Abby Chatfield look? I love that she had to ask Mamma Mia to actually send a photo over of her because she said she couldn't get any good ones. And she was quite amused about the fact that there seemed to be a lot of celebrities that were getting photos taken, like professional photos in their hotel room. She's like, when did this become a thing? Well, she actually revealed that the lighting was so terrible at the ceremony that she'd wish she'd taken her photos earlier. And I love the way that she wrote on her Instagram that she and Chrissy Swan were low maintenance queens because they didn't have a photographer rock up Mm. at their hotel room. They didn't get that memo. (laughs) The thing is, at some of those events, we've filmed at them. um, Haven't attended the Logies. No, no, no. I mean, they haven't filmed at the Logies either, but we recently (laughs) filmed at this different awards show and the lighting was terrible from a videography perspective. We had to bring in sort of harsh lights, but you'd think because this is being televised, it might actually be okay to take photos. Yeah, but TV lighting isn't really flattering lighting that you want to take photos in too many down lights I think yeah definitely I also really love the fact that Abby gave her followers a glimpse of the after party because I feel like back in the day you'd only hear rumors about what went on at these things and I don't know it was pretty funny because she shared an Instagram story of Tony Armstrong walking around the event with his silver logie that he'd won for best new talent and she ran up to him and said shouldn't you leave this in the hotel room or are you just trying to tell everyone you've won the award and then the next instance story we see Milzy and his fiance Georgie Tunney pashing on the dance floor oh that cuts that 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 actually hurts <laughs> still uh, being a 14 year old fan wasn't it after the arias that he hooked up with Paris Hilton was that around that sort of yeah, time oh. I was gonna say I'm still recovering from that let alone the fact that he's engaged <laughs> Do you know what but Georgie she's a lovely a lovely oh, reporter. she's amazing so I'm like I'm quite happy about those is two that because together. you're deluded in thinking that Maybe she's kind of similar to you, brunette, does journalism. Yeah, well, who Maybe knew he liked journalists? I would have liked yeah. this memo a bit earlier. Hey, Dee, it's Kendall Jenner. Welcome to my house. Come on in. On the season finale of The Kardashians, Kendall Jenner revealed she has a whole room in her house dedicated to wellness. Amy, can you tell us more about this? Yeah, so for those who haven't seen the latest series, Kendall's main storyline on the show is that she's now obsessed with health and wellness and she's a self-proclaimed hypochondriac. So earlier in the season, she actually took the cameras along as she and Hayley Bieber got vitamin IVs done. So I've, I've seen Jonathan Sauer doing this. So it's basically you've got a drip with all these vitamins in your arm. But in the latest episode, she has taken things up a notch by showcasing her wellness room. And this is filled with all of these gadgets that would make Chloe Zeptral. So Kendall has her own hyperbaric chamber, which retails for, you know, just a lazy $23,000 US. That'd be nothing for them, clearly. (laughs) And this is usually found in health clinics and it's used by athletes predominantly because it delivers pure oxygen at a rate that is three times higher than the average. So basically it's meant to enhance recovery, improve immunity and help form new skin cells and promote collagen production. So interestingly, Justin Bieber also owns one. So a lot of celebs are getting onto them. And she also owns a $78,000 red light therapy bed, which claims to reduce inflammation, improve cellular health and circulation and help the body heal. So basically, you know, those red lights, Mm. the masks that you get, it's just a whole bed that is a red light bed. Now, is this to enhance her appearance or just her health? Because I don't (laughs) think that any of us 
mere mortals need Kendall Jenner having a red light bed that makes her even more attractive. <laughs> this is just not fair. <laughs> well, it's actually to improve her health. So she's gone on a real health journey, she said, because she actually got COVID during the height of the pandemic in the US. So I think that's what spurred all of this on. I actually can see Kate, if she ever got super rich, she would have a wellness room like this because she is the biggest hypochondriac I've ever come across. I don't know. I don't know. I think it seems more of a wank factor to have your own health room. But don't you think the more money you get, you're like, I need to spend this on my health. I need to invest. I suppose when you've got everything you ever want Mm. in life and you're like, this is the ultimate. I think that's when you realize that you actually can't control your health. You can buy yourself all these things, but that's the one thing you can't really control. So maybe that's why she's gone to these elaborate lengths. Do you know what the sad thing is? I thought, well, if she's got it and Justin Bieber's got it, like, are they onto something? I just don't want this to come across as though, look at me, I've had six months off been doing stuff for myself. Almost six months after old racist tweets surfaced, disgraced UK influencer Elle Darby has returned to YouTube. In the 12-minute video entitled Coming Back to YouTube, Elle explained that she had been trying to gather up the courage to make her return. Sophie, how has this video been received? Well, so far the video has amassed 216,000 views at the time of recording and the comments have been turned off, but it has received 17 thousand likes and only one dislike which surprised me really yeah and in the last 30 days she's gained over 6,000 followers on instagram now l started the video with a statement which read there are a few times in life when it makes more sense to just stop to take a breath to reevaluate to revisit areas that need deeper healing and to return when you have the right message rooted in authenticity and truth beautiful job from the pr man they are <laughs> that's really nice well those words also appear in her post when she did return to Instagram. So I thought, oh, couldn't they come up with something else? Copy-paste job. (laughs) Now, this statement was followed by very emotional music and then also phone vision of Elle and Con both parenting their one-year-old son, Saint. And much of the vision was taken on their recent trip to the US. And I think that they were really trying to get home the message that they were very wholesome and this perfect family. Didn't everyone predict that? Because we were talking yeah. about this a few weeks ago and we said, of course, they're going to be using shots of their son. Yeah, well, it was a, it's a good move. Yeah, because when shit goes down, what better prop to deflect attention from you than a cute or, baby? Or a cute dog. Well, their dogs Hector and Herbie also did appear in the mm. phone vision. So it was a very good tactic. Now, following those phone videos, she then dived into a sit-down chat and it was in stark contrast to her apology video because in her apology video, she looked very disheveled, no makeup on. But in this video, she was very well put together. She had very glowy makeup, her hair done. She was looking stunning. And she started by saying she has been building up to this moment for six months and probably should have put some notes together or thought about the structure of what she was going to say, but decided against reading a written statement. And it seemed like she instead wanted to talk from the heart. The best bit was when her dogs interrupted her, so she had to get up and then hit record again. That made it seem very rooted in authenticity, I felt. Well, from a PR perspective, considering she's already put out this huge statement, I think speaking from the heart in this video was really the best option for her. 
However, I do think that her video required a bit more structure. You could tell that it was very chopped up and she sort of kept trailing off and not really knowing what she was saying. And I think it lacked any sort of nuance or power with her statements. I just had a flashback because Kate sent me on one of Elle Darby's recent Insta stories and it was her reading a book about George Floyd. Yeah. And you know how we said, you know, she was going to try and subtly weave in how she's you know, mm. learning to be a better person. I don't know if that was that subtle. No, it wasn't very subtle. I mean, the whole crux after watching the video was that she wants her viewers to know that although it appears as though she is moving on with her life by sharing on Instagram stories and, you know, continuing to vlog after this, she wants people to know she is still learning and growing and hasn't forgot about the hurt that she's caused people. And I did have a laugh when she said that if anyone needs a degree in self-discovery and self-love, they should come to her as that's all she's been doing for the past six months. One thing I think she did do well in the apology was addressing the hurt she caused people and also acknowledging that her appearance online may continue to fuel that hurt. Here's what she said. I am very aware that this moment, me coming back to YouTube and returning to this platform is going to be a very painful and hard moment for a lot of people, the people that I hurt. I'm just really at a loss of how to walk the fine line between returning and doing it respectfully and doing it <sighs> see what I mean this is my dilemma to be fair to Elle it is going to be a very difficult challenge for her to convince people that she has changed particularly through social media like how do you actually prove it it just sounds like a lot of words and I mean, I suppose we'll see how her videos flow on after this. My prediction is that she's just going to go back to normal and be pushing that real family element to her channel. Did you guys buy it during the video when she said that she had considered not returning at all and that she only did return because after her self-reflection and self-exploration, she decided that YouTube was her passion and her mission in life was to show her followers her growth and mm. self-betterment, if that's a word. I, I actually do believe her because I feel like the trolling she would have copped over this would have been in, insane. So I feel like it probably was a thought in her mind. How can I actually move on from this? Can I move on from this? Mm. So I actually think she was being truthful. Mm. I think that when she started to see her followers going down and most likely her revenue figures going down for angel collection she thought well shit I've got to come back I mean I'm sure there are a lot of influencers that get to the point where they just want to throw their mobile phones in the river and never look at them again and never go back on social media but the dollars always manage to bring people back surely Elle would have had enough money saved away Mm. that she could have started a different business without being the face of it she could have started investing in property there's lots of things you become but you become accustomed to the high of getting a lot of positive reinforcement and feedback on social media as well as you live to a certain standard. So while we may think, oh, they're earning so much money, why don't they save it? They wouldn't. They would be living at a standard where they spent be spending a lot of money. Yeah, and Elle did hint at some of the content she is set to share on YouTube now that she's back, including her much-anticipated wedding to long-term partner Connor Swift. She said, it's going to be the most exciting summer of my whole life with my wedding and a lot of stuff is coming up that I'd be very sad if I didn't get to share with all of you. She also said that the break had made her form a deeper connection with Con and her son Saint and she had lots to update viewers on as so much has changed in her life. She then finished the video by saying that motherhood is her best season of life 
and she wants to be a good role model to her son and teach him how to be a better person. I also want to see her hen's party because there was a lot of hosts about Con's Bucks party. He just looked like he was up to no good. You know when you can just tell in his face? (laughs) Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. Thanks so much for listening to another episode. If you did enjoy the podcast and you haven't already, can you please go and leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple? And make sure you're following on both those platforms. You can also join in on all the conversation in our Facebook community, which is Outspoken, the podcast community. And you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at the handle Outspoken underscore the underscore podcast. 